Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive. Happy Friday, everyone. Um, on Wednesday, we had uh, a nice little deep dive into competition reality with our friends from Escaping Reality, the podcast, uh, but we didn't recap our normal shows. So today we uh, are going to recap both The Real Housewives of Potomac and The Bachelorette. It was a big week for both franchises, so I'm super excited to get into all of the stuff. Uh, Kix is sitting this one out today, so I have a return guest slash co-host. You know him from a couple weeks ago. We got Spencer Glass here. He is a correspondent for Broadway World. You can catch him on Thursdays at 5. He can be found doing his Insta Live, uh, Insta Live show called 10 Minute Tidbits. And then on Tuesdays at 5 p.m., uh, he has It's the Day of the Show, y'all, on Facebook, where he talks about Forgotten Broadway. Uh, you can follow him at Hi Spencer Glass on Instagram and at Official Spencer Glass on TikTok. And uh, here he is. Hi. Oh, hi. What's up? <laughs> I'm ready to get trashy. That's what's oh up. Oh my God, I know. We, ha- we do have a lot to cover. So we're not going to like hit all of our usual like segments that we st- do. Also, you know, we open with a segment that I already know about you. So there's not really much to say about that. Right. So Just a recap, a couple, couple episodes ago, Spencer. We, so how we start every episode, if this is your first dumpster dive, uh, we ask uh, our guest what reality television made them know that the lowbrow was their brow. Spencer said, really essentially like my super sweet 16. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just so everybody knows, I did apply when I was 16. Yeah. So we'll just remind people of that. I still, I mean, I said this, I said this a couple weeks ago, but like it's such a missed opportunity. It's such a missed opportunity. Like Spencer's Night on Broadway, come on. <laughs> it's such a missed opportunity. Anyway, there we go. Anyways, That's- before we jump into our recaps, there are two things, or a couple things that I want to talk about in the Housewives uh, universe. Um, we had a lot of new casting things that came out this week regarding our queens in Beverly Hills and New York. So yeah, we did. we'll start with Beverly Hills. So uh, officially, little Kathy Hilton is a friend of this season. Thoughts? Um, my thoughts, honestly, are anything to inflate Kyle's ego. Um doesn't sit well with me. So I feel like I feel like it's gonna go two ways. I feel like Kyle's gonna feel herself even more this season. And I think she kind of stunned America this past season. Everyone kind of like realized her bag of tricks. Or Kathy being a friend of Kathy just trumps her entirely. And maybe we'll see a more subtle version of Kyle. Maybe she'll be baby sister, maybe. Maybe. I th- I, I really hope that they're, you know, the thing about Beverly Hills that was so good when it was beginning was that they were so raw about the, the family drama and the Richards family. So for those that maybe have not watched Beverly Hills, Kyle and her sister Kim were on early, like in the beginning of the show. And Kathy, so it's Kathy's oldest, Kyle's middle, Kim is youngest. And there's just so much darkness in the whole family. There's crazy rumors about her mom like their mother and the way they kind of like had those girls grow up in Hollywood and like I mean have you heard once again this is allegedly but have you heard the rumors about how big Kathy would like hire um male prostitutes to sleep with the girls like when they were 16 so they knew how to have sex what yeah so this is going around the rumor mill like in a couple years ago, once again, allegedly and likely not true, but the like radar online, the circuit, I would say like five years ago was going around saying that 
all these rumors about Big Kathy like soliciting like Wait. sex for her girls in Hollywood. So they knew how to enter into like the Hollywood scene. Sexually <laughs> um, experienced. Can you back up? Yeah. Do you call her Big Kathy or is she known as Big Kathy? Well, Kathy named her daughter Kathy. So there's I mean, do you want to call her Kathy Senior? <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know she had a daughter named Kathy. I thought no, it was little, Paris. No, no, Spencer. Kathy Hilton is little Kathy. I'm talking about big Kathy. Oh my God. 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 Oh, I see what you're saying. No, so okay. big Kathy in like the seventies and eighties was like cuckoo. I cuckoo like, stage mom, all that stuff. Yeah. I really hope that rumor isn't true. That's I hope it's not some, true either, but I'm happy to, you know, bring it back like to the air. Mama Rose shit. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I think that is like the world they grew up in. Like, I think that's like that family dynamic and, you know, um, Kyle uh, wrote a show. Well, she didn't write the show, but she like, <laughs> helped yeah. put together a show that was kind of a reflection of her childhood with her mother, Kathy, mm. and her sister, Kathy, and Kim and her. And for those that don't know, there was all this drama with Kathy Hilton because she stopped speaking to her after she produced the show because she was like, you like have slandered my name, all this stuff. Like, this isn't true. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there's like a lot of drama. I'm hopeful that they'll bring that to the uh well I hope I'm hopeful that they'll bring that drama to uh the cameras, but I'm nervous that they're just going to overthink it and then it's just she's going to be boring. I hope not. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. I feel like she's going to be like debonair and like a little snobbish. I feel like she's going to be a more boring version of Camille. So I don't know if I'm like stoked. Let me tell you who I am stoked about. I am very stoked about Mrs. Minkoff. Yes, so um, she will be the, fir- the first Asian uh, cast member on uh, Beverly Hills. We did have uh, Jules Weinstein was half Japanese. Weinstein? Weinstein? Yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. On, on New York. So I can't say she's the first Asian, but Asian person, but um, first on Beverly Hills, which is super exciting. And her husband was one of the producers on Lion King, right? Like the movie. I think he was the director of the movie. Oh, the director. Yes, you I haven't done my research, but I'm guessing that if their last name is Minkoff, then the Minkoff Theater in New York City, where uh-huh. the Lion King plays, I'm sure there's some kind of correlation It has there. to be. Well, she, I mean, obviously I stalked her Instagram. Um, yeah, her name's Crystal. Oh, yeah. Like, and Bravo is crystal clear. Like, they are, <laughs> they are crystal clear about this one. There's something poetic about them holding, like, the diamond and her name's Crystal. It's, like... it's so fierce. I feel like she's going to be a... I feel like she's going to be a hit. And I can already tell from her Instagram posts, she's going she's gonna to give us personality. Um... And I'm interested to see where she fits in with the ladies and who she becomes friends with. Yeah, I'm looking. I have not looked at her Instagram yet. I'm pulling that up. It's cute. She has gorgeous children. She's beautiful. She has lavish parties. Um, I'm I'm really into Crystal. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm also just excited that Sutton is going to move up, and Kathy will take her place. Like about time. I'm I'm excited for this new. Se- I'm gonna miss Denise, but I'm excited for this new season. I'm gonna miss Denise too, but I think Denise was the moment where everyone realized that I don't think that actors should be on these shows. It just doesn't work. Like I know we have Lisa Rinna, but like Lisa Rinna, it, are we gonna call her an actress? I mean, she's well, like a star. Like she's like, I she's like a she is like a reality star. 
like she was on soap operas, but the way that I knew Lisa Rinna was like, she was on all these, like she was on, do, do you remember um, uh, Celebrity Mole? Mm-hmm. Like she was on that. I think she, no, Kathy, Kathy uh, Griffin won that. Um, but she was like on one of those seasons. She was always on those like really bad reality shows, network reality shows. They had like a, they had like a, a dancing show. I remember she was on, like I've always known her to be just like kind of like a, a personality more than like an actress, you know? Because what was the last movie she was in? But Denise right. is an actress. Like Denise, we can all name Denise Richards movies, you know? She's she's iconic. I mean, yes. Like nobody can be Kyle. Like Kyle is an incredible actress. Like she, <laughs> Oh my God, I forgot. Kyle nothing, is an actress. <laughs> there is nothing like her Halloween movies. Like she really just slays the pumpkin in all those movies. Um, you clearly have not seen Halloween. <laughs> no, well, I just thought it was so like eye-rolly that this season, sorry, I'm really going in on Kyle. Okay. Such an eye-roll this season that like she, I was like, girl, you're filming a Halloween movie for three weeks. Why are we having seven parties for you? Like no one is congratulating Denise for, you know, starring in a soap opera. Like Erica's going to be on Broadway. Like why are we having 17 parties because you're, saying boo in a movie like why? Also, so she if for those that don't know kyle richards was the little girl in halloween so she's like the little girl that jamie lee curtis is babysitting and um so her reprising her role is like i think that what's probably gonna happen is she just like shows up in a scene and she's like remember me and then like she's like gone like she's not gonna be like an integral part of the storyline Correct, which is why I was like, why are we making this the biggest deal alive? Like, she's just going to do a cameo. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I can go on forever. I'm ecstatic about Crystal. I'm very tentative about Kathy Hilton. Um, and last season was an amazing shit show, and I hope it's double the shit show next season. Yeah, hope it's good. Um, one more casting thing. Uh, Heather Thompson has been confirmed to be back on The Real Housewives of New York City. Did you not know that? You didn't know that? What? Yes. I did not know. That. Oh my God. They're really going for like a Berkshires girl to replace Dorinda. Like she's a, she's a wife. She's not just a friend of. Wow. Oh, her and it, Leah are not going to get along. But you don't think so? Definitely not. No oh, way. I think they're going to like be, I think they're going to be able to take down Mona. Um, Heather is, <laughs> oh my God. Mama. Yeah. Like that. Hey, like, mama. <laughs> yeah, like Heather is like one of those like I feel like Heather is the kind of person that when you're at the beach and you drop your ice cream cone like she's like oh shucks and she like walks away like she's just what a weird analogy but I don't understand what you're so saying weird. yeah I don't think her and Leah are gonna get along they're very confident in very different ways and I don't think it's gonna work see but they have like the fashion brand line thing in common I figure that they might have something in common there like to like start their start off of maybe i mean heather is much more successful in that world than leah is i mean heather made heather was the head designer on the on um house of darion beyonce's line back in the early 2000s oh heather is dope heather yeah, is like, like leah created mary to the mob which is like a a sweatpants line, no, which i'd love a pair of the sweatpants but i mean it let's call it what it is <laughs> 
<laughs> Leah also, the thing with Leah that I'm kind of like, okay, Leah, and you know I am Leah's number one fan, but like sometimes I feel like Leah acts like she hasn't come from the type of money that some other women have come from. Leah went to fucking Sacred Heart on the Upper East Side for high school. Do you know how much money right. that is here? It's expensive. Yeah, Leah's an Upper East Side Connecticut gal, but we love her. We do love her. Come on the pod. <laughs> you imagine? You guys would have a fucking amazing I bet time. it'd be fun. I bet, be, I bet you'd be good. Oh, she would be great. I don't know, these housewives, I feel like you could ask any of these housewives. I mean, they're doing cameos for like $45. I know. I know. I, I'm still hesitant because Jen Shaw and one of the other, um, shoot, I'm forgetting her name. One of the other house, uh, housewives from Salt Lake both follow my follow me on Instagram now. Right. Yes. Oh my God. Huge news in my life before we head to our recaps. I made a little meme about Christine Quinn and Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset commented on the meme. Yeah, bitch. I know you texted <laughs> me about it. I, I'm just saying like to those listening, like I'm in shock. I'm kind of still in shock, mainly because like when somebody has over 2 million followers, people are making memes about them every day. So part of me is like, wow, she chose your meme. I know. And I have like 150 followers on my, it was on my pot. It wasn't on my, like, I have like, I have like 2000 something on my Instagram, but it was my, like my pod Instagram, which we just started. So there's like 150 people on it. And she, com- I don't know how she found it. And she tagged her friend to look at it. Who is a correspondent for Entertainment Tonight. I know. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I I was shocked. Tom, I'm telling you, the more you keep doing this, the more you keep having me on your show, things are (laughs) going to heat up. Well, an update. Nothing's come from the meme, so. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Fabulous. Okay, so what do you say about 2020? It doesn't, I was going to say what everybody says, and it's so (laughs) annoying when everybody says it. 2020 um, is the year of a lifetime. Um, And... Maybe this is your year that Christine Quinn is going to pay a little extra attention to you and come on the show. Wait, speaking of 2020, I voted today. It was very exciting. We, I waited a while in line, which was expected. I waited like two and a half hours. It was like packed. Yeah, Ooh, wow. we, got there, we got there early too before they opened. But I mean, obviously, of course, it's worth it. It's our civic duty. And it was just exciting to see people of all walks of life there. Mm-hmm. definitely noticed a lot of new voters, um, young people, people of color who live up in my neighborhood that I was so proud to see them showing up to make a difference. It's, it's exciting. We have to, we have to stay positive, you know? It's so cool. Yeah. But, yeah I just wanted to say that before we get to the trash stuff, please vote. Yeah. Thank you for saying <laughs> that. I think that's important. And now, and now we can get a little bitchy. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with our recap of The Real Housewives of Potomac. See you in one second. Okay, and we are back with um, (laughs) a recap. That was a short break, Spencer. We are back with our recap of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, And then once again, we'll head on to The Bachelorette after this. Uh, Any thoughts on this episode? I kind of feel like it's kind of a sleepy episode, to be honest with you. We're like barreling towards a vacation. Yeah, honestly, The Bachelorette took me out so hard last night. Can you just like give me like three things that happened on Potomac? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> Happy to recap to my co-host. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the big takeaway. So there were a couple takeaways. The the big moment was Wendy threw a wine with Wendy party where she talked about 
politics, I suppose. And then kind of a dueling event was Monique had her podcast event um, that no one showed up to. <laughs> and then, that, no one, that no one showed up I, to. I think more people listen to this podcast than listen to Monique's podcast. There, yeah, I think I think so too. But <laughs> she, had honey, thir- she had thirty three zero people signed up. This she is a real housewife on a reality show on Bravo TV, and she had thirty people show up to her podcast event. That that is tragic. <laughs> the- the thing about Monique, though, is is that, like, she's, they're truly worth, like, $50 million. So 33 people supporting her podcast is, like, really nothing for her. The no, big but- takeaway for me was her specifically saying, please do not bring up <laughs> Candace. And, like, the first question was about this, Candace. This sorceress walks down the aisle and she's like, so, hey, everyone. Yeah, she had this moderator. She, like had this moderator that she was like briefing before and she was like, please don't bring up the Candace fight because the Candace fight was all over the tabloid. So before the season even aired, we all knew this was going to happen. So this woman gets briefed on that. And (laughs) and then the first question she asked, she's like, so what, how, what's your relationship like with Candace? She looked like she was going to rip that woman apart. She did. I also think the editors on Potomac are unbelievable. and. I'm sure in all Monique glory, she was like smiling away and smiling through the pain. But thank you editors for always keeping us on our toes. Right. Making it look like it was a big deal to her. I think it might've been though. Did you catch that? Like in the beginning of the episode, Monique walks down her stairs and her pastor is just like in the house. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It is. It is a little weird. Is it weird that I'm kind of like, how do I say this? Is it weird that I'm like, maybe you should have a therapist and a pastor and not just a pastor to like walk you through your anger management? I agree. God can only do so much. Okay. A hot take over here. I, and you know, I'm, I just don't know that like we all have specific like roles and um, that person is called to God, which is great. He can talk to you about your spirituality. If that is what makes what, what works for you. But therapists are also pastors are not reversed in their talk therapy. So like, let's, let's maybe have both. And like praying isn't going to solve your anger management issues, but I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, I just, I want her. I'm rooting for Monique. I'm really rooting for I'm turning on to Monique's side, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, I, I was really Candace, but I'm rooting for Monique. I like Monique. I am maybe attracted to Monique. It's... <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, she's hot. She is absolutely stunning. Um, she's an amazing mother. I, yeah, I just, I want to make sure she's getting the right help, but I'm seeing a leaf turning, but then she went and watched what happened live two weeks ago and said she still feels no remorse. So who knows? I'm getting, but here's the thing. I, I kind of understand why she feels no remorse because like, what are you drinking out of? It looks like a Pringles can. <laughs> Um, this is actually a Mets cup, like the baseball team. Big, big um, sports fan. Uh, I'm obsessed with baseball. and Who's your favorite I, Mets player? Bitch, you know I couldn't even spell Mets. Oh, I don't even know a Mets player, so. Of course, of course you don't. <laughs> They're no, like, babe, babe, I'm a Yankees no, fan. Babe, no. babe. Well, I actually was going to say that, but I'm not a Yankees fan. I just like, I feel like the Mets are like the... the 
I don't know. Tom, let me tell you what you're the like. The list. This is what you're like at a baseball game. <laughs> I can't you wait. Have, you have the baseball cap on. You're drinking seven glasses of wine. No, I drink beer when I go to sports games because they got to get into the, the drag of it all. Okay. You are drinking beer and you are the only, the only thing that you are checking out is batter, batter, whoever is hitting that ball. <laughs> batter, batter. <laughs> the pitcher? Or <laughs> I have no idea. I played t-ball for like three years. You did? Over three? Yeah. That's a long time though. I only played like one season and I was awful at it. My parents tried to like get me to try out all these sports because my dad was like, he's got to find one that works, that, that really slaps. And, um, and then you found show choir. And then I found show choir. No, but I, um, I, do you know I have a black belt in karate? I do know that actually. Yes. Yeah, I got a black belt. I remember none of it, obviously. And I'm pretty sure my mom paid off the um, teacher to give me a black belt because <laughs> she needed me to be good at something. Tom, <laughs> um, okay. do your viewers know that you're a really good singer and actor? Thank you, guys. Thank you. And by guys, I mean Spencer. Yes. Yeah, there's no one else here. It's actually just me complimenting you. So thank you. Um, okay. Maybe we'll do a singing episode. <laughs> and can we just, uh, I'm going to, I I don't want to lose track on this because I really okay. do think what happened in this episode. We had Monique's podcast where um, no one showed up. We yeah. had Wendy's political CNN yes, fest. Then, which, and then we also had Karen's, the iconic moment of Karen and Ray in their, um, their actual therapy. Not with the radio host. And Karen looked at the fucking camera. Did we see this? I did see that. I mean, I got chills. I, wa- I watched the episode twice. I watched it again last night. And the first time I was like doing something else. And so I, I didn't totally catch it. And then I saw that Twitter and Instagram like lit up. They were like, Karen Huger just like broke the fourth wall because she's so fucking mad at Ray. And I, I went back and watched and she literally looks so angry. When he, so what happens is Ray, they're in therapy and Ray is like, um, back in the day, you used to do the house and you used to do me. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> well, I'm also like, Ray, you dress like Paddington Bear. <laughs> and why are you like, why... Like, what about you do you think someone Paddington should be Paddington 3 reading? starring Ray uh, Huger. Oh my God, <laughs> Paddington 3 starring Ray. Like, that, yeah, like, I, I, I'm kind of like, Karen, he is not that great. Also, he doesn't speak. I know, I think he's sweet. You know who stands Ray Huger is Bradley. Every time we talk about um, Ray, he's like, honestly, I get it. I'm like... <laughs> Bradley, if you were in the, you like Bradley would be the Karen in that situation. I'm like you would be so mad if if your Ray was like holding you back or holding you down. Uh, Not to I, talk shit about our friends, but I, I know I know Bradley will listen to this. Honestly, God bless Bradley. He's a patient, patient, patient saint. So yes, I I can understand him having some love for. Sorry, I'm laughing because what the what the hell is Ashley's uncle's name? <laughs> a lump. Okay. L U M P. I don't even know if I can really get into that. Um, no, Uncle Lump wasn't. That was two weeks ago. Right. I just sorry as we're as we're thinking about family on Atomic. <laughs> I knew I just had to make sure that that was his name, Uncle Lump. I wonder if the if it's named after a lump. A Tom. <laughs> I, I I can't think about this. Can I just say? I, I am really in love with Wendy. 
I, I just think she radiates beauty inside and out. I think she is a phenomenal person. And I think she is doing just such wise and wonderful things for the Potomac community and the Maryland community, whoever, whoever she was speaking to at her like political rally. I'm, I'm so behind her. I stand, I stand Wendy. That's who I stand. Okay. I'm going to say something. It's not going to be popular. I don't okay. really. I think she, I stand her as a, as a pillar for that community. I think she is a fantastic person. I think she is spectacular, like in life. I just don't know. I, I, I find that this show is beneath her. Um, I hear what you're saying. Like she, she doesn't, I don't know that she has the time to be a reality star, you know, like Karen Huger is a reality star. Like she is made for this. Like she knows how to perform when the camera's on. She knows how to pull the look together. She knows how to make the meme. She knows how to do the press week. And like Wendy like is doing actually good work, like political commentary. Like I don't know that she is meant to do this. I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? It's that that's how I felt about Garcelle on Beverly Hills. I was like, this is beneath you. You're smart. You're so beautiful. You're such a good person. You have so much success. Why do you need housewives? But oh, my it God, kind of here. launched okay. her. And I actually think housewives could launch, especially being so close to DC. I actually think this could launch a political career for Wendy. Maybe. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing to say because it's Bravo. She's so fierce. Also, like she came to Candace's rescue at, yeah. in the birth scene. So the episode was- wraps up on this event that Wendy Soren called Wine with Wendy, where she kind of loosely talks about, it was weird, because it was about voting, I think, because everyone was wearing Black Women Vote stickers, um, which I'm happy to see that that conversation is happening. Um, and, oh, wait, how have we not even talked about this yet? Robin shows up in a <laughs> red... Um, where, how do I call it? Uh, Robin showed up in like a magenta <laughs> wig is basically what happened. And sorry, I know Candace is annoying, but Candace said, <laughs> are you trying to hide from the IRS? <laughs> that was iconic. That was iconic. Tam, I really like Candace this season. I know. I know. And, and then she goes, she goes, don't come near fire. I know that thing would melt. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Oh, Candace I'm like, shows up no. in feathers on her huh? shoes. Do you remember Candace? Candace shows up with feathers on her shoes. C- Candace is showing up like a damn Tweety Bird, and I, I was kind of living for it. <laughs> I kind of live for it too. She is yeah. Tweety Bird, like that is she is like drag Tweety Bird. Yeah, I was kind of living for it. Like Candace, I, I think Candace is a moment. Like, I, I think she's always dressed to the nines. Her makeup is flawless. She has a hot husband. Like, she's, like, I'm Thank kind you. of- I think Chris is hot, too. He's no Apollo. I mean, when you just said Apollo, I, I truly- You just, got a little, little damp down there. A, a, Apollo is- um, A criminal, I mean, and also hot. <laughs> I don't even care. He is so damn hot. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm kind of living- for Candace, but, and this is kind of becoming her season, so congratulations, Candace. Yeah, I'm also not team her anymore, but she still brings me joy on my, my, my television screen. But the, but the episode wraps up on Candace pulling Karen aside, just being like, hey girl, like you're really writing the line on this whole thing. Like, can you pick a side and not defend Monique? And she's like, 
Karen's like, I can do whatever I want. Like I, I, I don't need, like I'm in support of you. I also am in support of Monique. Um, I think that where Karen is getting into trouble though is telling Candace to file charges. Well, I was shocked that it didn't come up again in that conversation. I was shocked that Candace didn't remind her of that or that a Bravo producer was like, hey, when you speak to her, like, make sure you'd be like, didn't you tell me to press charges? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She should have said that. I don't know why she hasn't said that yet. I don't know if it's protecting her, but Monique now knows because Ashley at the podcast event, Ashley said to her, like, of course, because that's Ashley. <laughs> Good on Ashley. Walking around with a ladle to stir the pot. She like walks over to that podcast event. She's like, hey, girl. Before you go on stage, just to let you know, uh, <laughs> Karen told uh, Candace to file charges. Okay, break a leg. <laughs> I, and this is why, like, here's, here's the thing. You can dislike or like Ashley, but Ashley is good TV. Yeah, Period. I know. I know. Period. She gives storylines. She creates storylines. Like, Ashley... I'm I'm always on team Ashley, and I know that people aren't, but I I stand by it. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> she makes good TV. Um, so that kind of wraps up Potomac. Once again, we are barreling towards a vacation. They're going to Portugal for the next probably like three episodes or so, which I'm sure will be exciting. Monique is not going on the vacation, which is sad um, because you know that'll cut out drama. But yeah, so we're gonna take one more little break here, and then we will jump into a epic recap of a wild episode of oh honey we're gonna give you clarity <laughs> clarity okay talk to you in one second okay and we are back with uh our recap of the bachelorette and um i wow this was an electric two hours <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched the first hour uh, last night and then the second hour this morning. And my notes last night, half asleep, are pretty crazy. So I'm sure I'll have some hot takes. But um, it was like a, it was like a, a cinematic um, journey. The amount of things that happened, I don't even know where to start. I mean, we'll start at the beginning of the episode with Yosef. But like, whoa. I had a feeling this season was going to be explosive. This is a fucking tornado. And I am living for every second of it. Um, where, do, where do we begin? So the episode, so last episode ended on uh, right before the rose ceremony, they do a cocktail party. Yosef is mad. He's going to go to the cocktail party and confront Claire about the fact that he thinks it is um, inappropriate to have men uh, stripping on television. Right, Even which makes, which, which makes sense up. because Yosef is a contestant on, on The Bachelorette. <laughs> right, it's like, you're not like a, like a presidential nominee. Like you are um, on a trashy reality show. Right, I'm like, sweetheart, we're not at the debutante ball. Like we're- Well, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 it, 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 exactly what you said. Like I, it's, it's I, I'm glad you want to be a good idol for your daughter. Like I'm all about that, but like- Honey, like, what did you think you were getting yourself into? Also, let's all recognize the fact that, okay, you want to be a good role model for your daughter. You just ripped a woman out on camera, on national television. Like, you just ripped apart a woman. He, 
Yeah, he returned. That's the double. That's the double standard there. Like a hundred percent. So, he, so he, he crashes a date with uh, who knows who. I can't even remember. Jordan C. Oh, I said Jordan C is so cute. He's so cute. You would totally be into him if you knew him. Oh, I, I am into him. Yeah, Jordan is so <laughs> cute. I'm like, baby, you're not going to win, but he's so cute. So cute. And so he interrupts him. He's like, can I sit down? And so he sits down. He's like, I have two things I want to talk to you about. And so the first thing he wants to talk about is... um. He's like, I can't believe you would ever question why I'm here. Like, I'm here for you. Like, because she had that big freak out last week about being like, no one jumped up to like take her on a date. Um, which it's like, why are we still talking about this? <laughs> but then his second point was he was just mad about the fact that he she made, you know, everyone get naked playing dodgeball. And I I said this, I know this we're venturing into problematic territory with what I'm about to say, but here we go. I find him to be so, and everyone has different coming out stories, but I find him to be so like triggering to me of that like closeted, like mean Republican who like, like pretends that he hates, like he hates gay people because he is a part of that. Like the, his sentences were just so, he was like, I wrote it down. He's like naked guys playing dodgeball together. It's like, are you just scared of men? Like, are you scared? Are you actually scared of being around a naked person, like a naked man? Like, is that what it is? Because like, you're on a reality television show, and like, he just gets so worked up about this idea of like him having to be around a group of naked men. I, I think it is so, so like telling to who he is as a person. He then says. Um, that he is ashamed to be associated with Claire after he gives his her, his whole spiel, which it's like, okay, well, you were already associated with her. Like, like <laughs> you signed up to be on her season. So the first three minutes of him talking, I kind of was like, okay, this is actually going pretty well. Like, Claire actually seems pretty present. She doesn't seem pissed yet. And you know when Claire's pissed because, like, truly everything is in her eyes. But I was like, okay, even though I'm not fully agreeing with you, like, I get it. You wouldn't want to do that. Like, the first few minutes, like, he was pretty, it was pretty solid. And then it just took this nasty turn. So angry. In the words of Lisa Renna, you're so angry. You're so angry. (laughs) I think about that all the time. And you know what? I, I, I find that, like, conservatives are so angry. I was talking about this the other day with, like, someone about politics. And it's like, like, I always want to, like, use that Lisa Rinna term when I'm seeing, like, a, a conservative person get so mad about something that makes them uncomfortable. It's like, they lead with this anger. And it's like, why are you so angry? Like, he should have just been like, you know what, this isn't for me, bye. If he really had a problem with it, you know? Yeah. I don't even know if it's, like, the conservative card. I feel like I know a lot of really sweet conservative men. I think you this do. Is- I don't mean to out them that way, but. It's, it's, it's okay. I don't think any of them are listening. Um, I'm positive of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, it felt a little like he wanted to be the villain of the season. It felt, um, it felt performative, but it also felt weirdly very honest, which I think was crazy. And she kept herself together. I have to say, like, she really, really, really did. She did. Um, I don't know if I fully believe her when she said that she purposely didn't take him on that group day because she knew he had a daughter. I think she just thought of that on the spot. But like, uh, hey, I nice said this before, but like that's like like she's thinking about 
the 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 television show. Like I still think she would be a very good housewife. You think Claire would be a good housewife? I think Claire would be better fit on like Housewives of OC than on The Bachelorette. You can't see her like she just she knows. I, I'm sorry, like I I I don't like her as a person, but I like her for the television show. It's it's so entertaining yes like i've never been so entertained by a regular bachelor season as i am right now she truly reminds me of like polly pocket like (laughs) like any like she is truly like such a baby and i die for it and i decided last night i do not love her but i love her on tv that's perfectly i know i completely so uh, the their fight wraps up with him just like screaming at her and then he's like running away and screams like I would have expected more from the oldest bachelorette. It's like what a douchey thing to say. It's such a juicy thing. I'm like, "Honey, you're in your 30s also. Like, let's not age shame a woman. Like, come on." Um and then you decided to go on a reality show. Like, you're not like you're not like the highest tier of person. Like you you logged on to ABC dot com backslash casting and uploaded a photo of yourself from your eHarmony profile and mm-hmm. wrote this whole spiel about how you'd be great and like let's 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 not like downplay like you applied to be on a reality show you didn't apply to be on the amazing race you applied to be on the bachelorette yes it's like when i worked on a cruise ship and like people were trying to like be cool i'm like bitch you're not cool we're on disney cruise line like (laughs) let's like let's 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 cut the shit and then it was just so heartfelt and magical and such a coincidence that the only person who ran for claire was party city model dale so yeah if you don't know dale has been outed as a party city model in the past week there's an iconic photo of him as superman as thing one and thing two <laughs> with a crazy blue wig. Um, there's a couple other ones. It, it's pretty iconic. I don't know if you heard my episode with Aaron, but Aaron knows him. She does? No, Aaron Albert knows. Oh, 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 he does. No, I haven't listened to it. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, don't, I don't care. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just my baby. And it's just like, this is my baby. Like, uh, okay. Uh, you no, no, no. I did not know that. Around. Oh, my God. Aaron knows him. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I want to ask him more about the Party City modeling shoot. <laughs> I have a couple of questions about Dale. I yeah, have so, to say. Wait, wait so they... Jokes, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All, all jokes aside, like, he... If I was in Claire's position, I probably would choose him first also. Oh, he, yes. I think he's very, very attractive. I still think there are other guys here that yes. on paper are better fit for her. And what's going to happen is she's going to run away with Dale. And I don't know that Dale, I think that they have an innate sexual chemistry, but I don't know that they are like meant for each other. Do you, they still, like, I, I don't know. I just, there's some guys there like that I could, that are like husband material. Like they really casted some that I think are real. Like Zach C, I think is a great husband material. I think Zach J actually is a pretty nice guy. Go ahead. Wait, I ha- can we, I want to get on the Zach J topic because I have some really good tea. Okay, go. So first of all, I I really like Zach J and I thought it was really mean of Claire that she was going to take him for a pedicure and they were going to have some kind of honest conversation. Like nobody is like relaxed during a pedicure. It's a very, very intimate personal thing. People are like jerking off your feet. Like it's, it <laughs> is a lot. So I really felt for him. Um, 
I was stalking him today and um, honey, he follows Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders on Instagram. Work Zach J. I know, I know. I was so turned on. Shout out. So once again, Dale like sweeps in and um, which once again is so, I, I feel like the producers were like, hey, Dale, Claire's getting chewed out right now. Can you go help her? Like, because how is it that he was just standing there waiting? Darts over. Yeah. So she comes in and she's just like freaking out and crying in his arms. And it's like so, such like a rom-com moment. And of course, you know, the thing is like, I understand why you fall for these people in this moment. You have nothing else to do but worry about this, about the show. So like, of course she's like feeling swept away by him when he shows up, so... I get it. Dale also, I think, looks so good in that suit with that, like, boat neck t-shirt underneath it. He looks... Oh, he looks really, really, really good. Yeah. And then, so, we cut to, like, an interview with Claire, and I wrote this down, and (laughs) she goes, I'm so falling in love with Dale. And she said it in a way that it was, like, not organic. Like, it was, like, she's been sitting in her hotel room being, like, I'm so falling in love with Dale. No, 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 that's not good. I'm so falling in love with Dale. Do you have any line readings for that, Spencer? Give me, give me, give me two or three. I want you to get a little creative. Well, you know that her hands like always over her face, and you just see like her eye. Like she's always like, always like so stressed out that she is being cute, (laughs) and she's just like, I am. (laughs) I love that beat. I'm so, I'm so in love with Dale. I love it. (laughs) I just said that. Give me one more. Give me one more reading. Was the was the actual line? I'm so in love with Dale. I'm so falling in love with Dale. That's what I thought. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I am so falling in love with Dale. Oh, I like that one. That was good. Was yeah. Ernest. Yeah, she always <laughs> talks like she's a sex phone operator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely. Always. Keep going. Um, so, um, we get to the rose ceremony. And um, she sends people home. The only one that was so sad about leaving was Garen. Garen was is like the forty year old. Um, he he. You don't remember Garen? Sorry, anyone named he's Garen? An older, he's an older black guy. He was so sweet during the dodgeball thing. He got naked immediately. Oh, such my a positive God. attitude about the whole thing. Like yes. so nice. Yes. Get rid of him. Yes. I was I was sad about Garen also. I. I was nervous Easy was going to get let go and I was really, like, I freaking out, but thankfully he made the cut. Yeah, there. That was really sad about Garen. You're right. Yep. Um, also, there is a man they pan to in the rose ceremony. No idea who he is. Never seen him before. Looks truly <laughs> like a fashion designer from Italy. <laughs> no idea who he is. No, I, compl- that, is a, that is the perfect, like, description of him. They pan to him. He, yeah, he's salt and pepper hair. Very handsome. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, like, if if I saw him at like my local Chipotle and like he was like oh I was on the Bachelorette I'd be like you're fucking lying. <laughs> ne- truly, they pulled him from the street and were like you're actually gonna be in the scene. Go. Like that was what it felt like. But I was very happy to see him. You're happy to see him. Goodbye. He's gone now. Fortunately, I wrote down that I think so. You know that guy Jay? He's like the the guy who walked in with the straight jacket. Yes. He always is talking about working at this fitness studio. In my mind, I picture him working like at the front desk at Cut Fitness with Tamara and um, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay kind of looks like ET. And, 
like every time he's on the show, I'm like, oh, babe, I don't know if this is going to be. It's it not. Right. He's trying so hard too. I know. I know. Did you just picture him working like at Cup Fitness in that like empty warehouse of a gym in Orange County being like, I just love fitness. And Eddie is his like fitness mentor. That is exactly <laughs> what I see. He probably is doing what I was doing when I was front desk at Psych. I would tell people that I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm in the fitness world. It's like, no, Spencer, you're actually cleaning shoes behind a desk. That's Spencer, what you're Spencer worked at the front desk at the studio I teach at. And um, MVP, Survive. MVP. <laughs> oh, it's not even funny. I, I, they didn't, I was, I was so bad at that job and so lazy, but Hey, people thought I was... Something I have to say about you, Spencer, and I I mean this in the nicest way possible, okay? Yeah. You are so driven at what it is you want to do that you don't give a fuck about any job you have to... Like, any intermediate job you have to do to get there. So, like, any any just, like, hourly gig you have to do to pay the bills while you're auditioning or, like, working on your own show or something like that, I've never seen someone care so much about, like, what they want to do and care so little about what is in between that because I almost envy it because like I just bring my like a game to things which is why I get sucked into things you know I get sucked into the fitness world which is where I am now which I am happy to be there but like like you just are like I don't care about this you're like cleaning a shoe at a spin studio you're like I don't care you check in Anne Hathaway at um your yoga studio and you're like "Eh, whatever (laughs) you know Tom I I have to say this is like not even to like be humorous. That is so accurate and such a great read. Um, yeah, I really, it's bad. You should, I really feel like if you're being- No, no, I think it's, I think it's great though. Because like, oh. you're like, no, you're like, no, this isn't what I want to do. I just have to do this. I'm like a, I'm like a more approachable, more respectful Paris Hilton on The Simple Life. Okay. <laughs> okay, maybe not, maybe not, and that's okay, Tom. Thank you for your honesty. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm picturing you, picturing yourself like in the simple life at like all these fitness studios you've worked at. <laughs> like you're slumming it with the, with the front desk team. Do you? Can I say this? Do you remember when I was fired from Psych because I worked at another gym that like yeah. had one cycling class a month, so I breached <laughs> my contract. Yeah, we. I was we, like, oh, babe, I'm 24. Like, give me a break. <laughs> like, please give me a break. It's fine. I got my job back. We, you can't give away the psych recipe, you know? It's a secret recipe that we have, that we're brewing there, you know? Tom, I wouldn't know the psych recipe. If <laughs> I'm slumped. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, they're all bikes that go nowhere. So there we go. <laughs> anyway. Jay probably works at Psych. <laughs> or Tic Tic, yeah. Or is if he's looking for a job, happy to hire him. Happy to hire him, babe. Um, but yeah, so the rose ceremony happens, and then we get to um our first group date. So the first group date, we actually never learn what it's supposed to be because Claire goes and sits down with. Now, are you familiar with Deanna? I don't know who that was that she sat down with. Deanna feels like every other Italian girl from Long Island. I have no idea who she is. No idea. So Deanna, I think, was on The Bachelor. I looked her up a little bit, and I think she was, like, on The Bachelorette, like, a long time ago. Very sweet girl. (laughs) So they sit down together. Like, she's there to prep her for the date. And what ends up happening is they just talk about Dale the whole time. And she brings out, Claire brings out a pair of Dale's jeans, and they're just, like, (laughs) 
just like passing them back and forth like these like two horny old biddies and they're like smelling the crotch of the jeans and then Deanna goes oh 46 like at the waist size I'm like also like that's Wait, huge the four, yeah that I was really confused about maybe I don't understand sweatpants size he's definitely not a 46 he's pretty cinched so we'll leave it at that he can't be right like mm- no, the, the whole Helga the idea- moment was very <laughs> overwhelming for me. And Maybe 46 European size? Sure. Maybe I mean, he was wearing a Zara pant? He was wearing like Party City <laughs> swap pants. Like maybe it was that. But they're passing back and forth his pants, just smelling it and like getting all riled up on the couch. And then we cut back to the boys and they do like a time lapse. And so the date that she was supposed to go on was like in the afternoon and she shows up at like 9 p.m. to their hotel room. They, These guys have had to just sit there and just stare at the cameras waiting for her. And I'm she assuming... She just flies in like nothing. She's like, hey. <laughs> she's like, man, what's up? How's, how's it she's going? Like, hey. She's like, yeah. She's like, mm, no date today. Bye. Kind of like you at Psych Energy walking into that date. <laughs> it's not Psych Energy. Yeah. It's just like... Here I am. It's like, oh, oh, I'm going okay. to fuck you over right now. Bye-bye. Was I late? No, oh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, exactly. When was my shift? I don't know. She looked fierce, though. She did. She, I mean, she's stunning. She looks amazing all the time. And she oh, wears the best clothes that fit her body shape. She's beautiful. Um, so the date ends up being just like, come hang out in my hotel room. Which Correct. is interesting. Which essentially she's doing because Dale's on the date and she wants to bone him. Uh-huh. So she takes Dale away first and they end up spending an hour together just like dry humping in front of 10 cameramen. <laughs> Work. Dale was hard. I was trying to see that. Are as, we As someone who's who has a penis, that's me. Are you sure Heather. he didn't look hard? No, but he was doing that, like, you know when you pick at your, like, crotch when you're, like, trying to, like, hide the... He was oh, yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. constantly. And then there's a moment later on where he full-on turns away from the camera and, like, like body, like, flat with the wall, like, climbs out the door because his, like, I think his D was... His D was... Was there, present. He was a little... Was a little HH, meaning <laughs> hardy heart. Can I, be, can I be honest? Like, yeah, what? Very sexy. I was kind of like, you guys are like kittens kissing. Oh, I think it. That's but see, like, I kind of like when you're like first dating someone, you like finally get them to like come over and like that like fun sort of like make out that you get to have where it's not you're not you're not making out on the street like it's your like get to like be in a room together like it's it's a little like messy and they've been drinking and like I feel like it's like fun. No, he was drunk wasted i think they got those boys wasted when they were just sitting there the whole time well they can't eat do you know that you're not actually allowed to eat on the bachelor or the bachelorette at all not not from day one to day 80 (laughs) where when there's any kind of dates where where it shows that sorry i keep burping um where it shows that there is food you can't touch the food but you have to keep drinking i didn't know that um, how do I know that? I was on some, um, Insider Bachelor podcast. That's why, like, that's the smart thing. They're so fucking drunk yeah. that that's why there's so much drama. Anyway, he's wasted. And then we cut to the boys. <laughs> they're like, they're so mad, which I would be mad too. They're all just sitting there just like staring at each other. Like, what the fuck's going on? So then 
I believe it's easy. Doesn't easy go over? Yeah. Easy yeah. goes over and he knocks on Claire's door. And it like and he's like he's like, Hey, uh, what's going on? And they literally are like, it looks as if like parents walked in on you having sex. Like that's like the vibe that's going off. And then Claire's like, Oh yeah, sure, like come in, let's let's chat. And it's like, oh my god, it's so awkward. Like they just needed to like play that Robin song. Um <laughs> I'm in the corner watching you dancing. That was what? Dancing on my own. Yes, thank you. Um, I was going to say on my own, but that's from that's Limus. Limus. I'm happy you know a Robin song, though. I, I To be really honest, <laughs> I think I almost said, I almost said Ruth, <laughs> which is great. It, it, I, it, I think everybody felt very uncomfortable in the interaction, and it's not like Claire or Dale were trying to make anything feel smooth. Like, I felt so bad for Easy. If I was Sam, I would have walked out. I would have been like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, so yeah, they just kind of circle through dates that are awful. And then Dale like ends up crashing another date. I think it was Jay again. Was it Jay? I can't remember. It was poor fitness Jay. The poor baby. I, I oh, mean. Miss Jay. Top, Miss, Miss Jay. <laughs> Miss Jay. Oh my God. <laughs> it's literally Miss Jay. So Miss Jay and Claire are probably having nonsense conversation. And then like it was like a cartoon episode. Like the way that Dale barged in. And he was like, what, where? He, he was like, he was like, I was looking for the bathroom. <laughs> you were like, oh, you're like, okay. And like, he kept being like, I don't know how I got here. And it's so bad, but she lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. I know. I would be so mad if I was that other guy. I'd be like, okay, well, this is over. Oh my God. Like she doesn't even have, that's a thing. She has to hide it a little bit. She doesn't even have the decency to be like, okay, Dal, like, we're going to do our thing. I can come find you later. She's just like, wait, what are you doing? Wait, Dal, what did you say? It's like, oh, my God, Claire, you yeah. have to play a cool. She's yeah, not nailing the playing a cool. Well, so the date wraps up and she gives her rose to Dale, obviously, who at this point has received like 10 roses in the three weeks that they've been <laughs> filming. Literally. And so all the guys are like eye rolling. And then, so the so there's two group dates and then one one-on-one date. So we get to the one-on-one date. So, oh my God, this was, a, this was something I did not see coming. Like there's some things you're like, oh, I see that where a drama is going to be. And they did not lead us into this date at all. There was no preview of this date. So she asked Zach J to go on a date, who I previously have said on this podcast that I thought that Zach J would be a really good match for her. Like he is older, very handsome, apparently Democrat, love that. And um, just like, a, he seems like a nice down to earth guy. He's a little pretty boy, but like, I don't know. He seemed like a nice guy to me. Yeah, if there's something a little bar fighty about him. Um, like there's something, I'm like a little afraid of him, but like, very attractive, seemed really pumped for this date. Yeah. And then- <laughs> so, well, I was laughing so hard about this. Like, the setup of at the hotel, because usually when they're like, let's go on the date, they, like, get in a helicopter, they get in the car. They literally, she, like, he, like, holds her hand and they walk approximately, like, like two steps to a spa that's, like, just, like, the door next to the door that they just came from. Yeah, like, holding hands. I'm like, they walk okay. into the spa and then they get, they're, they, they're doing um, pedic- um, pedicures, yeah. And he's like, my feet are ticklish. I'm scared, <laughs> which is like cute. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a cute like date interaction in the beginning. So like they get their petties done and they keep cutting to Claire. And she's like, I just wish it was Dale. It's like, 
Fuck off. Really? <sighs> this is the moment where I... Turn. This is the moment where I was like, yeah, I'm not a Claire boy anymore. Yeah, so they finish their pedicures, have some kind of weird conversation, and then they go swimming. And this is where things get up. Take a turn. Where we take a really bad turn. So they're swimming, and she's literally couldn't be less into him. But she's like, I need to pretend to like him, so I'm going to pretend to kiss him. So she leans in to kiss him. And okay, I she leans in to kiss him like she's making the effort, and he's like waiting for it. Like he's just standing there waiting for, for the kiss. Like he's ready to kiss her. And then she, he doesn't. But like, I thought that she was kind of leading it, right? And so then she pulls back, and she's like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? Like, you're not going to kiss me? And he's like, no, like, like, I thought that you, don't you think that she was coming at him? So this was my gut reaction. I was like, oh, she's going in for a kiss. I was like, oh, he, his eyes are lit up and he's doing that like sexy thing where he like freezes and she's going to kiss him. Or I thought he was going to like tease her and like. Yeah, that too. The teasing is hot. By not going in, I thought he was like being cute. And then she just whacks the fuck out. Lost it. Also, let's not forget that last episode, she pulled away from a kiss with um, that one guy that came to crash that date. Yeah, Blake. Mm -hmm. I'm like, girl, like you pulled away from him and you you actually kind of liked him. This guy is just trying to like tease you and have a fun time with you. and, And she flips out. The only thing that was weird is like he was trying to grab her to like kiss her. And that's where it got a little weird. Like, I don't know that anyone should like grab people like that. I'm with you. That's where I was like, that's why I said he's a little bar fighty. He's a little aggressive. I think though he, she, her energy was so weird though in the first 10 seconds that I understand him trying to be sexy and like grabbing her to kiss. But uh, yeah, I didn't like that he... I need to watch it again. Did he, when she left the pool and he was chasing after her, uh-huh. did he grab her arm? Mm, I don't believe so. I think what he did is he was, I think he might have like tried to grab her hand or something, but the real grab was he like grabbed her neck and she was like not pulling into that, which I don't think you should, ne- that's a very vulnerable, that's a very vulnerable place yeah. in the person's Agreed. body. Like Agreed. necks and stomachs, I feel like are so vulnerable. Yeah. You don't want anyone touching those parts unless you're really like open to them. And so he, yeah, the the neck grabbing was weird, and so then she like sprints off to her. <laughs> she sprints off to her hotel room, and I can't help but laugh. I know she felt like a little violated, but I can't help but laugh about her laying on the floor crying with her pets. Like she's like holding on to her dogs. Her dogs were like making out with her, and she's like crying. I'm like. <laughs> I I felt seen. Like I felt like that was like me after like a drunk night in college, like holding if I had dogs, like laying on the ground after too many beers, like crying. No, make out with my dogs. Um, we'll we'll get to the Claire moment. That's you. Don't. Oh, it's I know where it's going to be. That wasn't quite you. I also I felt for her for feeling violated. Uh, I think I'm. I need to watch it again. It seemed like she was more upset that he that she felt shut down, even though he didn't shut her down. What made me, what made me laugh personally was that she just kept going, I'll see you tonight. I'm going to go back to my room. Go home and get ready. Go home and get ready. And I was like, just tell me. No. Yes. For someone who's so transparent and authentic, just say it to him. 
Yeah, so spoiler alert, she doesn't show up to their date, which is like so fucking shady. And Chris Harrison shows up and he's like, you have to go home. Which I'm sure by this point, Chris is like, holy fucking shit. Chris is working harder than he's ever worked. I think he's like, he's like, oh my God, I have to like show up so much. Usually he's just like there for like the, you know, big dates and introduces it and goes home and goes watch like Law and Order SVU in his hotel room. But he's like, oh, I have to, his call sheet times. He's like, I have to be back on set. <laughs> Correct. I mean, the poor thing had to break it to Zach J. Zach J also, the one thing about Zach J, I was like, his outfit for the day, it was a little church choir boy for me. Yeah. Not that we really care what the boys wear, but it felt that it kind of added to why I felt for him because he kind of looked like a little boy. And then, he looked so upset. That's what broke my heart a little bit. Cause he was, I think he generally was like, I did not mean to do that. I was just trying to be like, I think he, I think he was like, I, it seems that assertive is what you want. So I, he was like trying to swing the other way and he just swung the other way too hard. Correct. And you could tell he was mortified. Like, and that really broke my heart. I, fe- I really did feel, I don't say I feel bad for him because he shouldn't touch a woman like that. But like, I, I, I he was so sad. Like, I'm like, Oh God. I think I think everything was getting messy and skewed, and I think he was trying to be playful, sexy by grabbing her. Still, she felt violated, then she absolutely was violated. The whole thing was a mess. I, it, I, I think this moment will be talked about for a while. I yeah, think there's, we'll get more, I think we'll get more dish on it. Yeah. So um, then we get to our final date, which the final date is a roast, which was I think such a fun idea. I loved when they all walked in and no one knew who knew who Margaret Cho was. I'm like, this is one of the most famous female comedians like in our lifetime. Like you should know who she is. She is like one of the first Asian Americans to ever have a stand-up special on, I don't know if it was HBO or just like, like I, as a kid, like I would watch Comedy Central all the time. I've seen so many of her specials. Like I would freak out. And I was so happy that I, I can't remember his name, but the Asian man that I don't know, what his specific Asian background is, but he was like, oh no, yeah. he was Korean. Cause he was like growing up, like she, he's Korean American. And she was like, I literally like lived off of Margaret Cho specials. And then some of those, like our, our friend Jay from OC, he was like, just like, it could have been like anyone to him, like, like a person off the street. Uh, I just want to take a moment to honor Joe who. Um, yeah, Joe, sorry, won- Joe is the one who looked up to Margaret Cho. Joe is an anesthesiologist in New York City. And sorry, if I was Claire, I would have, I would have bopped him. Yeah, guys, let's, I think it's pretty well known that anesthesiologists are the most, are the highest paid like doctors that we have. And he's handsome. Yeah, I really like Joe. I kind of want to see, I there's always one contestant that like I'm always really into and fascinated by and they actually yeah. make it pretty far but then you don't really get the nitty gritty of them until like the third to last episode so I'm really hoping yeah. that he stays on yeah I liked him a lot but they, they they're they gonna do a roast so they're gonna roast um the other guys in the house and what ends up happening is the other guys get to sit there and watch the roast that's like the audience right and so the roast starts to happen and they all just roast the fuck out of Dale. And yep. it's none of their jokes are funny. I mean, here's the thing. Being a comedian, I think, is one of the hardest jobs. Like writing a joke on paper, I throw so much respect to people that can do that. Like I I think I I'm good on my feet. Like I think I'm witty, but like I don't I don't know how to put pen to paper sometimes with a joke. Like mad respect to all the people that 
our comedians out there that write jokes for roasts, like piecing together, it's it's an art form, like piecing together like a funny read of someone. Mm-hmm. And these poor guys, most of them aren't doing a very good job at it. But um, the one thing they are doing though is eviscerating our party city friend. Eviscerating. <laughs> and Claire is like, she's slowly like, lighting on fire like the fire is beginning in her fingers and then like her skin starts to light on fire like she's about to flip a table so they're all so they all the guys are going up they're all roasting and then we get to bennett and i've said this before but spencer you and i would have had sex with bennett in college at a harvard party if we had met him or wanted to yeah i like a little gruffy smart we'll keep names out we're going to keep names out, but Bennett looks like that guy that I dated in Boston who I brought oh, to a party. My, and he does. That exact like swoopy hair, all American, kind of looks Republican, but I don't think is. Okay. Like, it, Can we change his name? Change that person's name. Like pick a name. George. Okay. So cut to college and Spencer had kind of like an on and off relationship, but not relationship, like an on and off like hookup guy. Like, yeah, fling with this other person we went to college with. And so we went to this party and Spencer had started dating this guy named George. George, who looks like Bennett. And so Spencer arrived, goes to this party with a date. And like, we had never met anyone Spencer had dated before. So everyone was so excited. And this guy, George, was very, very nice. And um, Spencer brings him to this big party and he walks up to this other guy that he'd been having a fling with. (laughs) He turns around to him and he goes... Uh, what what should we name the other one? Um, we're gonna name the other one um, Henry. Henry. So he walks up to Henry and goes, "Henry, do you know George?" <laughs> it, well, sometimes when I'm drunk, I turn into like Judy Collins or like completely Judy Garland or something. And yeah, I wanted to make this other guy jealous, so I like like truly like I was like locked arms with this boy that I was seeing and I like brought him over like a Stepford wife and I went over to Henry and I was like oh Henry lovely to see you do you know George yeah George is my new boyfriend so cringy it's one of my favorite Spencer stories there's another Spencer story that we'll get to on another day but we can't (laughs) reveal all your secrets it has to do with the table at a wedding (laughs) Damn it, Tom. Okay, we'll get to that one day. No, no, we can't. But we can't go there now. I have, I have, I have those stories too. I'm sure you have some you can reveal about me. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You can do one now if you want. Is there anyone you want to out me for? I actually, I, I, I actually, I have a moment saved for you, and I wanna, I wanna like make it the moment. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, the (laughs) the roast happens. It goes awful. Bennett comes up, and he. His his jokes aren't even jokes. They're just full on like mean like reads on Dale. So then they have a date after where she like asks everyone, like she gets one-on-one time with everyone who roasted. And Claire brings every boy in. She's like, so like, tell me about Dale. Like every guy, like they don't talk about anything but Dale. And all these guys are like, I, they're like, we were just trying to be funny. Like it's an obvious joke that you like him and we're trying to make light of it. And she just keeps like, like bringing it up, bringing it up. And Ben is like, can we just move on? And she's like, no. That part to me almost felt fake because it was so blasphemy that she would do that. Right. And she would have those conversations. And again, like she just can't play it cool at all. 
And I think actually, I think it was Bennett who was like, I actually would love, I feel like we've touched on Dale. I would love to talk about something besides him. But she kept going. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. If I was those boys, I would be so annoyed. So the the date the date portion of it ends, and she she's like, "I'm gonna give a rose to someone," and then she doesn't give it to anyone, and then they cut to a interview with her talking. Straight. This is where Claire lost me. Claire had me for most of this episode. Well, what? she wasn't. I don't know if it was an interview. She was like, she left and she was walking back to her hotel room, and she's talking to a producer. Yes, yes, and so she's. And she's just talking about how she's like, how am I supposed to give a rose to any of them when they were so mean to Dale? And she goes and sits down to do an interview and she has the rose in her hand and she goes, tonight, I'm going to give the rose to Claire. And she gives the rose to herself. (laughs) (laughs) Was Was that me? Um. No, you skipped over the most important part of the Wait, entire episode. What did I skip? Tom, you skipped. She So she says, I'm not giving anybody a rose tonight. First of all, she's in this. She oh, looks, I know. Oh, she she looks like a lemon. Like she is in like a metallic yellow dress. Not metallic. Yeah. She's in a neon yellow dress. Yeah. And she's like, she's like pushing her way out of the boy. She's like, okay, well, night guys. She's walking back and she says to a producer, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to give any of those boys a rose. Like, they're like trashing my fiance. Oh, right. And that is something I would say. I mean, for anybody listening, (laughs) I, I truly, the minute she said that, I was like, wow, this brings me back to iconic Tom Hamlet moments where like immediately, like after one date, it's like, well, yeah, this is it. This is it. <laughs> no, I have a, I'm from Texas. We have really, I have a good gut. Like, this is it. Um, no, 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 babe. This is literally, he's literally going to be my fiance. Like that, if you were in Claire's shoes that night, you absolutely 1000% would have been like, no, they're totally making fun of my fiance. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm, I, no I, I'm loyal. You're completely spot on. Like Spot on. I'm zero to a hundred. Ask my boyfriend. Zero to a hundred. But you know, Tom, now I will compliment you. The, the one thing about you though, is that you, you are so resilient that even if somebody was trashing your fiance, you would be over it. Like you would be mad, but you'd be over it in five seconds. Like you don't hold grudges and Claire holds no. grudges. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I because I, I I prefer to address things. Like, and this is why I think that like I would succeed on some part of reality television because like I would have the Claire moment where I would say that so psychotic thing about someone being my fiance they didn't know, but then like at the reunion I'd be like that was really crazy, and like but like I'm over it. Like and or like or someone would read me for it and I'd be like, yeah, that was crazy. Like I feel like I can like also self like acknowledge where I'm psychotic. Oh, you can make fun of yourself. You do love to address it though in front of a group. Yes. But you'll, but you'll do it in a way, and it's genuine. You'll do it in a way where you think it's funny, but then you say it, and the other person's like, wait, you were mad about that? And you're like, well, no, no. Oh, my God. Babe, don't freak out. Don't freak out. But, yeah, that was shitty. Like, that right. is... you right. Like, that is... And I fucking love it. And there's, like, the Tom laugh when you address something. Like, you'll say it, and then you'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> and it, I didn't know I did that. Did it, I just it, do it? Was that it? 
it's like, yeah, it's like this, um, like you're not, you're never like mad. That's, no. that's, that's like the, that's like the nice thing about you. You're just, you'll just like address it. Like maybe you'll embarrass the person and then like, we're moving on. You're fine now. Yeah, we're, we're moving on. We're, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like really hope that our book of friends agree with this. Maybe oh, not. They all will. They totally will. It's, it's why we love you, Tom. You're Thank wonderful. You. I love you too. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up the episode. Big, oh, 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 oh. Do we get a clip package of next week where next week is where all the big drama goes down with her leaving. And the clip package wraps up on this like a la Denise Richards, like coming out of the water and James Bond. Like, f- like this woman rises out of the water. It, flips just- her hair around and body on point and it's fucking Tasha, which we obviously all knew that Tasha is is coming in to be the next right. Bachelorette. But like, like what an icon, like what a, I have to feel that there is a gay working on this team somewhere that put that sequence together because like I've never seen something gayer than just like an iconic woman rising out of the water, like wet hair, tits up to her chin, just like, come at me boys. I mean, if I was, t- if I was on Tasha's team and like last minute, she probably had to do rapid COVID tests. They had to fly her. She had to change her life around. She... Like, if I were on her team, I would be like, you better introduce this bitch. Like, you've never introduced a girl in your entire life to America. That was... Do you think that she... See, part of me thinks that she was there all along. Because I still think that there's a world in which more of this is staged than we'd like to believe. Like, part of me thinks that Claire knew that Dale... She wanted to be with Dale. She told the producers, and the producers were like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to have you meet all the boys, go on dates with them, even though in reality, we know that you want to be with Dale. So we got to somehow organically make it, make you leave the show with Dale. And so they pre-casted Tasha and casted most of these men around men that they thought would be good with Tasha. You see what I'm saying? Like part of me thinks that they, they knew more about her relationship with Dale prior to filming than they did. Because I, I don't know how if they're really going to follow all the COVID guidelines, I don't know how we have enough time to bring Tasha in unless they take a, unless they take two weeks off of filming. Yeah, that is a possibility. And then they were just like, so Tasha just hide in the pool for two weeks and then, <laughs> and, yeah. and then we'll be like, okay, you're ready. And then, and then come out. And she's like, Oh, okay. Uh, There's that, like a woman floating in the pool. <laughs> all these dates. That could be it. I don't, I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, people, I, I feel like people on, I know that's not true. I feel like everyone filming television shows, like we have a friend who is um, filming, a sh- is about to film a show and um, he has to quarantine for like two weeks before filming starts for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's not like a rapid test option. Like you can't show up two days before and just get a rapid test. Right. I, what I think is going to happen, I really don't know. I have a feeling that they're going to be like, I have, I, I think these people move quick. So I have a feeling they're going to announce to the boys like, okay, Claire is leaving. Um, give us 24 hours to figure things out. And then in 24 hours, they're going to be like, we can have Tasha. Can you guys hold off? Anybody who wants to leave can leave. Anybody who wants to stay can stay. Do you think they'll bring back anyone? Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Like, do we think that man that like we <laughs> didn't know who he was the the fashion designer from Italy will come back? 
oh my God, I hope so. Cause she would totally be into him. Yeah, she would. Oh my God. It was uh, honestly, the pool moment gave me full body chills. Yeah. It, yeah. Tasha is so beautiful. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. She's gorgeous. She's cool. I said it the minute that Hannah Brown got the bachelorette, I was so pissed. I thought it should have been Tasha. I am so excited for her. I, I, I the, it, and I think it's about to get even crazier. Yeah, I think so too. Well, like, kind of, yeah. I mean, that kind of wraps up the uh, recap. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll come back with a short little segment before we head out. I'll talk to you guys in one second. Okay, guys, we are back with our final segment here at Dumpster Dive. Uh, once again, Spencer's already been on, but I just want to have a fun little convo to wrap up. We talk about whether we think each other would be good on reality television. Um, what I want to kind of redirect this conversation to, is there anyone um, in the shows we've talked about right now that you think are not made for prime time? Oh. Um, when you say prime time, you mean like they shouldn't be on television. I just think, you, is there anyone here that you're like, you shouldn't be on my screen? Like I, like I think that Yosef um, was not made for, for reality TV. Like he should never have stepped on that show. Um, no, I think I have to disagree. I think Yosef does make good reality TV. I, we don't like him, but I think that he added, I mean, he was, that moment was a teaser for like three months now because of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think you're going with this. Um, also, once again, I don't know that Wendy is made for reality television. I just think that she is too, too good for it on the opposite end of the spectrum from our friend Yosef. I feel you. You know, I love Robin. I don't know if Robin does anything for me on reality TV. Um, and like, I can't, I don't have it in my heart to be like, oh, but she has tax issues. So that was exciting. Like, <laughs> I don't, she doesn't really do anything for me. I would love to sit down and have coffee with her and like be real. Um, I love Bennett. I think he's handsome. Yeah, I, I do like Bennett. I do like him a lot for my for my TV screen. Yeah, he's too, um, um, he's too like daddish to be on reality TV. It's okay though, we need him. Next week, we'll be back to our um, Wednesday. We'll talk Housewives. Friday, we'll talk Bachelorette. Before I let Spencer go, I just want to remind everyone that uh, you can follow him at Hi Spencer Glass on Instagram, at Official Spencer Glass on TikTok. He has shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays with Broadway World via their Facebook and Instagram. Check those out. He's doing really fun things, interviewing some pretty iconic stars, I will say. And may I just say, if you're going to check me out on TikTok, I actually just made a bachelorette TikTok right before. You did? Oh, I need to watch it. I don't have TikTok. I like, I like watch them when you're like, people will send me yours and I'll like watch that. But like, I don't watch, like, I guess it takes up some space on my phone, but. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Tom. You're amazing. And you're an incredible host. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. And once again, uh, they go low and honey, we go lower. Bye. Later, hoes. Later, hoes. Later, hosen. <laughs> 